Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Nicole. You're listening to Pray the Word. And today we are going to pray through some principles that I am finding in the book of Hebrews. And this is from Hebrews chapter 2. Some of this I've touched on in an earlier podcast, um, but putting a couple of scriptures together, now there's more to pray into, which sounds obvious, but I'm just struck here by who Jesus is and what he has done for me and would love to pray with you about that as well. Um, This podcast episode is going to focus in on Jesus being our high priest and a fuller understanding, at least for me, on what that has meant and what he has done as a result of that, not just as our advocate and intercessor, but as the one who is zealously and jealously keeping us in fellowship with himself. So join me in the next segment. We're going to pray through some of these principles found in the book of Hebrews chapter 2. This is from Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 through 15 and then we'll be in Uh, 16 through 18. Um, But it starts off in the New Living Translation. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had or has, depending on your relationship with the Lord, the power of death. Only in this way could he be set free from all who live their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. God, I thank you, first of all, Jesus, that you are our high priest. And as I've been thinking about these verses, God, I have realized, even as I'm reading through the book of Leviticus, that you you personally set apart a priesthood in the Old Testament to be a foreshadow of who we are now that Jesus has come to earth. There was always a high priest to bring the sacrifices of the people for their atonement to the Lord. He was a high priest. He was an intercessor. He was one who taught and counseled people what was required of them by law. And when they broke the law, they were to bring sacrifices and there were different kinds of sacrifices based upon what they could afford. Um, but there were, there was always a high priest that would go into the presence of God. That was necessary. And that high priest, there were so many requirements of what he would wear how he would wear things, when he would take off some of his vestments, if you would, um, the ways in which the sacrifices were to be prepared, how they were to be offered, when they were to be offered. And it is necessary for your people to have a high priest, no matter which side of the cross we lived on. And Jesus, thank you that you are our high priest. You you went into the Holy of Holies and you offered the sacrifice on our behalf, which was your very own self. You walked into that Holy of Holy place with blood, 
but it was your own blood. Perfect. Perfect. Blemish free. You perfectly lived out the law. And it was the law that convicted us of death. It was the law that convicted us of our own unrighteousness. And the penalty of that was death. But you paid that penalty with your very own self. And because your blood was perfect, because you were righteous, there was only one sacrifice needed to be made. And you did it, Jesus. You are our high priest. Death had its power from the law, and there was no way of conquering it. But by fulfilling its claim on us, and through death, through you giving yourself over, yielding your spirit to the Father, for you to die through your death, you endured death as the end of life in the flesh, in full acknowledgement of God our Father's righteous judgment. You gave yourself over to death to fulfill the law. You became human so that you could experience and walk through death for us, death as the penalty of the law, death as the end of the life of nature, death as the power of Satan over man. And he that had the power of death was brought to nothing. Thank you. The enemy has nothing on any of us now. I was thinking about this, Lord, and it's like, this is such a small example But I got a ticket recently when I was visiting my daughter in another state and that ticket, when that ticket is paid for, there could be somebody like a policeman or somebody else to say, hey, you got a ticket, but that ticket has already been paid for. And let's say somebody tries to sue me or haul me into court and say, Nicole got a ticket and it's been three months since she got that ticket and they haul me into court and now my lawyer and the judge is my brother and my father and my brother says I that ticket has already been paid for it's already been paid for and the judge says yeah not guilty I have no fear walking into that courtroom because that ticket has been paid for. It's already paid for. There's no videotape on me. There's no, there's nothing on me that says I'm in the wrong because that ticket's been paid for already. I have no fear of getting in trouble. I have no fear of breaking the law. And the same is true now. If I can really meditate on this, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we get this, we understand this, that there is no law that I break now in the spiritual, 
that my brother hasn't already paid for. And when you look at that payment, Father, that you declare me not guilty. There's there's nothing that I'm guilty of anymore because Jesus has already paid all of it. It's it's interesting to me, Lord, that Jesus, you've paid for all my sin, past, present, and future. There are sins that I have yet to commit, but when you looked into eternity, Jesus, because you are omniscient and omnipresent, you looked into eternity and you said, Nicole, up until her dying breath, is going to commit these sins and I'm going to pay for all of them. I sometimes forget that and I feel the weight of guilt and shame. And instead of confessing them to you, God, and saying, thank you for paying for that sin, I walk around as if I am guilty and must atone for that sin. But that's not true. You've already paid for all of it. Jesus, you are my high priest, you are my advocate, and you are my intercessor. And now, as we've talked about this, Father, we've prayed through this in other podcasts, as little claim or power as death has on Jesus, because Jesus fulfilled the law and he was raised from the dead, and you raising him from the dead proved that the payment that he made was sufficient. That claim or power... as little claim or power as death has on Jesus, the same it has on those who are in Jesus, on those in whom the power of his life now works. So if I am in Christ, if I am in Christ and I am in Christ because I have trusted in and believed in the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus, and I have said, yes, I want you to apply that atonement to my own life, the enemy has no claim on my life either. Why? Not because of me, but because my life is hidden in Christ. I am a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. And I love this next thought, Lord. That you became man not merely to die and to atone, But also in doing this, you might be a faithful and merciful high priest. Your relationship to me, your relationship to the one who is listening was to be a personal one. You wanted and you desired to yourself minister to me the salvation that you worked out. Your work, Jesus, as my high priest is not only Not only atonement resulting in you advocating for me and you interceding for me, but above all, your work consists in the personal charge of my spiritual life. You have become now responsible for my spiritual life. You become the never-ceasing aid in times of deep distress. You become the one that I cry out to when I am tempted in every way, not just in the temptation of sin, but the temptation 
to be weighed down by the cares of the world, the temptation to get my eyes off of you, Jesus, and to begin to take on payment for my own sin or or payment to see and to experience my own purposes and plans. You are my leader in the path of suffering. You show to me the way of true life, which is, first of all, death to self. Jesus, you did that. You suffered and you died. And when you said, into your hands, I commit my spirit, you made it possible for me to do the same to my father. You undertake, Jesus, to keep me so in fellowship with you under the covering of your power and to experience your full redemption. (laughs) That temptation can never conquer me. God, what if I really believe that? That I really walk out and can walk out victorious in every temptation. This does not mean that I will not suffer. I will suffer because my file leader has suffered, but the suffering was death unto self. And what if I really am, what if I really am dead to sin and alive to you? What if really I am crucified with you, Jesus, and I no longer live but your life lives in me. And the life I live now, I live by faith in you, Jesus, who loved me and gave yourself for me. What if I really am your conduit, Jesus? What if I really do yield myself over death to self, death to the flesh, and I can do it because you did it, Jesus? And the power of sin is broken. The power of wanting to live for myself is broken. And when I experience the temptation to live life for myself, I can cry out to my advocate, my intercessor, who then empowers me once again to live yielded to your spirit within me, Jesus. And truly, I can now walk and live As one whose desire is unto the harvest, one whose desire is to see others come into living relationship with you, God, because I am now yielded to myself as you yielded yourself to the Father, I am now living within you, Christ, and you have given me the same power to do the same thing, to yield myself. When I go prayer walking, I yield myself to you, God, and those that I encounter are those that you want to live and to minister to and to love. And there's no fear anymore of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing because your love lives within me and I speak your words after you, Jesus. Truly, I am a conduit of yours, God. And it is possible to reach my sphere of influence for you, Jesus. The fields really are wide unto harvest. And if I really do yield myself as you did, Jesus, as a grain of wheat, dying to self, going underground and allowing your life to live in and through me, 
I, I am the very answer to the prayers that I pray of hurling harvest workers into the harvest field. Jesus, this is profound to me today. This is profound to me. You, high priest, are a living and faithful helper. I am your conduit to live through, to reach the world. You have made it possible by taking away the fear of death. By being my advocate and intercessor, by keeping me in fellowship with yourself, covered by your power, your suffering and death made my own death possible, even while I live. (laughs) Therefore, I walk as I walk today, crucified with Christ, no longer living to my own desires and selfish wants, but you, Jesus, living in me and through me. I will do greater things. I will, but not I, but Christ, reach my neighbors for Christ. You will do it through me. I need only to yield. Oh, Jesus, I yield to you today. I yield to you today as far as it is called today, as 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 much as I am able to, God. I say yes to the death of self and yes to your life living within me because I believe you, Jesus. I believe that the harvest is ripe. I believe, God, that there are so many people crying out for more. And I believe that you strategically placed us where you will because you love the people within my sphere. You love the people within the one who is listening, the sphere of the one who is listening. You love them. You love people, Jesus. And you are a great high priest. Yes, You stand and you advocate for us. Yes. You stand and you intercede for us. Yes. I love what my brother Andrew Murray said. The knowledge of you, Jesus, that sufficed for conversion will not suffice for sanctification. For the growth of the spiritual life is essential that we enter more deeply into the knowledge of all that Jesus is. Jesus is the bread of heaven, the food of our spiritual life. Knowing him better is the only way to feed upon him. God, I thank you that the knowledge of you, Jesus, suffices for conversion. God, but we desire more than that. We desire, Lord, to be living and active members of your body, Jesus. We want to say yes to sanctification. We want to say yes to death of self because we want you to live through us. Why? Because we want to see the harvest come in, Jesus. We want to see the lamb receive the reward of his suffering. We want to see every single person that you purchased, Jesus, to come into the knowledge of you, Jesus, the saving knowledge of you. And we want to get out of the way. When we live for ourselves, Father, we're in the way. Jesus, I pray for the one who is listening today. I pray for a good death for them. A yieldedness, Lord. A yieldedness, Father, for them today. 
we are crucified with you, Jesus. We no longer live, but you live within us. And the life we live today, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. God, thank you. May we live yielded to you today. In the name of Jesus, amen.